Yo, guys, you are about to hear a dope interview with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's trainer, actually, Jordan Syatt. So he runs Syatt Fitness. Um, he is a world record powerlifter. He's done a bunch of cool shit. He's trained with a lot of cool big names in the industry, a lot of people we look up to. Um, and now he's freaking training Gary Vaynerchuk, which you guys probably hear us talk about all the damn time on the podcast, essentially. So really, really pumped for you guys to hear this one. You, you know what? It's, it's interesting, too, is because I, I follow a lot of what like Gary's, Gary does. And, you know, I, I watch the Daily V um, and I knew that he made a transition from uh, his old trainer, Mike Vacanti, uh, to now training with Jordan. And I, I did look him up, which is like I, I'm like doing a little reflection here and like, dude, like, why didn't you do that? Um, so I didn't even really know much about him. This was a cool opportunity for me to kind of just listen, uh, learn from somebody who's had kind of like a freakish start in the industry. If you, I mean, he started yeah. at a really young age. He he trained with Louis Simmons at uh, at Westside Barbell. Trained with Eric Cressy, um, you know, who who uh, we've studied as well. Super smart guy. Um, and then created the success, successful online business. And now is training with Gary Vaynerchuk, one of the most influential people in the world, pretty yeah. much uh, on social. So, um, yeah, incredible, incredible interviews. Short, but um, gold. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? Like for anybody out there, like take that as an example. Like, like Theo just said, he didn't even realize he didn't go follow him, right? I know that I started following Mike Vacanti because I saw him in a Daily V. I was like, oh, who's this guy? He's got to be somebody right. if he's working with Gary. And then I was following him, and then he posted about how he's handing the torch off to Jordan. And then I was like, okay, who's this guy? And I think it just goes to show, too, like not only who do you surround yourself with, because obviously uh, Mike knew of Jordan, so he reached out and was like, hey, like Gary needs a new trainer. I think you'd be a great fit. And that's how he got that opportunity. But also – in my mind, I follow Jordan now, and I'm like, man, this guy's on point with hustle, with his business aspect, with all these different Most things. Most definitely. And part of me was like, oh, Gary taught him all this stuff. But once you listen to him talk, you actually kind of realize that he was headed down the right track, and he was already like Gary in, in a lot of aspects, and that's probably why their kind of worlds collide. And it just goes to show, like, you attract what you put out. You know what I mean? Like, your energy is contagious, and you're going to attract those who have similar energy um, and, and that goes negative and positive. Mm -hmm. I agree. And, and I think that this is, is going to be a great episode, not just for fitness professionals um, who want to learn more about how to build um, a successful business and, and hear more about Jordan's story, um, but from a client's perspective, too, um, because not only do those practices, um, you know, obviously go into the fitness industry, but whatever you do as a professional, uh, I guarantee some of the things that Jordan talks about uh, in this interview, you can implement as well. Yeah, and just kind of boost your stuff. And, and real quick, you know what I wanted to say, too, is. I think it was interesting hearing his uh, perspective on so many different things he's experienced in different styles. Because like I said to him, it was like, man, Westside Barbell, the strongest gym in the world to Eric Cressy, which is like performance kingdom, you know what I mean? Like the best moving people in the sports industry. And I think like you have to have a balance of things and know what you're chasing. And, and this is going to sound funny, but I was watching Vikings last night, right? And one of Ragnar's sons is a crippled and they don't have crutches and wheelchairs back then, obviously. So he, he's like got a monster upper body. He just crawls his way around and he was trying to create these like crutches or stilts for his legs and he was getting frustrated and he said, I'm not a normal boy. I just want to be a normal kid. And Ragnar, his father, the king, ripped off these crutches and fucking threw them in the ocean. And at first I'm like, damn, that's messed up. And he looks at his son and he goes, you will never be like everybody else. Once you realize that, greatness will happen. And he walked off. 
And I was just like, I had an epiphany because I was like, man, when you stop chasing everybody's everybody else's result or everybody else's goal or trying to be like the person next to you or be like everybody else, that's when nothing good happens. And when you embrace who you are and what you actually want, I think like that's really when greatness happens. You know what I mean? And, and he chased powerlifting and that was his thing and it, and it led him to where he is now because he, he didn't focus on everybody else, right? And, and I think that's huge. And I had a massive insight. I actually wrote a cool newsletter about Vikings this morning that was just all about Vikings. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with that show, but huge powerful lesson and i, I kind of related that to the conversation we were having with him man it sounds very similar to the alchemist actually yeah 100 percent, actually yeah yeah and great book too and i know we both read that probably like five or six times easily yeah. so before we rant on too much longer guys check out the podcast listen to it share it for us like the p- facebook page do all that good stuff while you can um you're really gonna like this episode Today, we have Jordan Syatt on the uh, podcast with us. He is a, um, he's actually Gary Vaynerchuk's coach right now. He does a lot of online coaching. Um, he's a world record power lifter and apparently a 27th degree black belt in chugging coffee. So we'll have to uh, figure out a little more about all that. So Jordan, why don't you kind of introduce yourself now and tell the listeners about who you are. Well, first of all, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it, um, and I'm sorry I don't have my screen on. I'm, I'm driving right now, but uh, I'm actually in the middle of drinking a cup of coffee, so I promise I do hold that black belt, uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's basically it. I, I coach Gary. I uh, My background is in uh, powerlifting growing up. I was a wrestler growing up and, and transferred into powerlifting, and um, it's sort of, it's my career working with a lot of powerlifters, but um now I've transferred much more into more just people who basically their goals revolve around they want to look good and they want to be stronger um, and they want to feel good and, and just be overall very healthy. It's like not just like straight up powerlifters, but mostly just people want to look good naked and get strong. Cool, man. So wh- when did you actually get into all this? Because I've, I've listened to a lot of your stuff before. And if, if I'm correct, you actually got into this at an extremely young age as far as like training people. So how did that start out? Yeah, so I, I started wrestling when I was eight, and then um, for, I, that was like my life. That was everything that I cared about. That was all I did. Um, and then from there, I started. I got into um, when I went to high school. I made varsity as a freshman, and I had to cut a lot of weight as as a freshman just to uh, to be on varsity and to compete at a high level. So basically when I started learning how to cut weight, I started had to learn how to pay attention to nutrition and right. stay strong for performance. So by, uh, by like 14, I actually ended up getting my, my first personal training job, which was like outrageous. It should not have like really happened, but it did. And, and I'm very grateful that it did because it, it really <laughs> sort of catapulted my, my desire for it. And like, I started learning a decade before most people do. Yeah, no kidding. That's super early to start to start coaching people. So how did you even get your first client? Um, well, so what happened was I knew that like I didn't know enough. So I went on. I got really into kettlebells because my wrestling coach uh, 
really good guy, was very into kettlebells, and I wanted to learn more. So I searched for a kettlebell gym in the Boston area because that's where I grew up. And I found one about 15, 20 minutes away from my house. And I basically I emailed them. I was like, listen, I will scrub your floors. I'll take the trash out. I'll do whatever I need to do as long as I can learn from you. And it started out as an internship, and it quickly just turned into them teaching me and giving me clients. And it wasn't like a normal gym. Like It wasn't like a, like a commercial gym. You had to go in, and if you were going to train there, you were with a coach one-on-one. Um, and fortunately, I just happened to find two incredibly um, generous and science-based coaches right off the bat there. And um, sort of, I sort of skipped most people's phase where most people have the really stupid training phase of like doing outrageously <laughs> dumb stuff. And I was sort of just immediately thrust right into very science-based coaching from a very young age. And I did stupid stuff too, like absolutely had a stupid phase but i think my stupid phase was less drastic than than a lot of people's when they first right right yeah i think a lot of people spin their wheels in the gym doing just machine after machine and and all they know is a big box gym and i know that's how i started reading muscle mags and stuff like that it wasn't until a lot of time and searching until i found luca and the gym we're at bigger ground which is similar to what you're talking about you really can't come train here unless you're with a specific group or a specific trainer right then so um, I'm assuming this journey kind of kept leading you on, and then uh, eventually you ended up at Westside Barbell. Am I correct? Yeah, exactly. Tell us your experience uh, with that. Oh man, that was that was amazing. That was absolutely incredible. Like I think there's a lot of stigma around it, depending on who you talk to. I mean, plain and simple, Louis is the is the most generous guy in the world. He's like a father to me. He's he's incredible. He's very smart. He's the godfather of powerlifting. Um, basically, I I was starting to compete in powerlifting and um and i was a lightweight obviously i can i i mean i wrestled at 103 in high school and i was uh, competing in i had my first uh powerlifting competition i was 127 when i was like 20 or i was like i think i was 20 or 8 19 years old and louis had put something out recently because if you don't know west side it's quite literally the strongest gym in the world and you know most of their guys squat over a thousand pounds so um, Louis ended up, I, Louis ended up calling me when I was at, at college. I'll never forget this. I still have the voicemail on my cell phone. He ended up calling me and he was like, um, Hey Jordan, like, we'd love to have you come out and like, just see what, see what it's like, see if it's a good fit over the summer. And, uh, because I had started to make a name for myself as a lightweight in the powerlifting world. Um, and, and I went out there and he put me through some grueling training sessions over my April vacation uh, freshman year in college. And then he was like, I'd love for you to come back for the summer. And I went back that summer and it was like four months <laughs> of the craziest, most intense training. We trained 11 times a week, bare minimum. And my, my total <laughs> went up 300 pounds over the course That's of That's fucking insane. We were literally just having a conversation last night with Luca and he was talking about how... Um, uh, like Louis back, like literally, you know, kind of Exploded. just like erupted, right? Um, just because of, you know, the amount of, of, of stress that, you know, he, he's kind of put on his body, but that's kind of what, uh, not necessarily what Westside's all about, right? Like, I mean, obviously you're not just sending people in there to get hurt, but I mean, you guys are charging hard. Um, and, and, you know, obviously it takes a lot of hustle to become a world record power lifter. So that's, dude, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Louie, and he'll be the first to admit it, is, like, I mean, he was training hard and intense at the time he was, like, 12 years old. He was carrying, like, massive, 
like massive uh, of containers of cement upstairs, just like just doing stupid, like outrageous stuff. And I mean, he's in his late sixties or something right now. And and at this point, I mean, he's in his late sixties, early seventies, and he's still deadlifts over seven hundred pounds. That's so, I mean, that's crazy. There comes a point where it's just like you're. It's if you do that too much, too long for as long as he has, you're going to end up doing some damage to your body. Um, but most people think that's what Westside preaches, where it's just like go to destroy your body. It's really not. It's mostly like Louis just does it because he he says powerlifting saves his life. Like that's what he lives for. But for everyday people, for most people, it's most like do what makes right. you feel good. Do what lets you like helps you feel better, helps you enjoy life, and that's really what Westside does preach. Or did, Louis preaches. Did that kind of shape your business structure? Because obviously, if you're training people like Gary Vee and, and a lot of the people you train online. Um, whether they are powerlifting or competing in powerlifting, it seems like a lot of them, like you said at the beginning, are just really trying to feel good, look better naked, all that good stuff. So did that kind of give you a, uh, a good lesson at an early age, like knowing how hard it is on your body and seeing what those guys turned out to be like? Did that change the, the kind of the shape of your coaching and your business? A hundred percent, man. I mean, I think you're, you're shaped by your experiences and like how you're brought up. So, I mean, I was very lucky to, I never was involved in a aside from like very early on in my wrestling career which i was involved in this early on but aside from that i was never really involved with anyone being like the no pain no gain type type people it was very much like that was we were the people i was with was all are very much against that it was like no no it's like you don't have to destroy your body to get results like how about we just work on making you feel really good so, I mean, that absolutely shaped my my views. And, and actually, and then right after Westside, a couple months later, I trained at Crescent Performance. I interned there. And, like, that was a whole nother, like, very similar situation where it's like, hey, we're training for to achieve a result, not to get, like, a, a, to feel like a, a stimulus, not to, like, hurt you, not to be insanely sore, but to actually see a tangible result. And that result right. is improved performance so when you switch your mindset from i'm trying to like get really sore or sweat a lot to i want to at the end of the next four to eight weeks see a legit result your training methods change yeah it almost seems like those are on opposite spectrums too a lot of what i've learned from cressy and all of his guys is just so much like breathing techniques and mobility and and just feeling better in injury rehab so i mean i can't have a like the spectrum of being able to learn how to get so unbelievably fucking strong from those guys at Westside to being able to perform so well with Cressy is probably just a great unity, essentially, of different coaching methods, right, to, to build what you do. Well, you know what? Here's what's funny is they're actually very similar. Um, here's the thing. Cressy has pro baseball players in his gym, pro baseball players who are not power lifters, who are not wearing gear, who are not – um, like training to be the strongest person, they're training to be the best athlete. They're pulling well over 500 pounds. Yeah, like that's not a little bit of weight. And then you have guys at Westside who are like 280, 320 pounds, and they're doing 48 inch box jumps with weights. And like they're athletic as hell, but they can also squat over a thousand pounds. And right. And even though Eric will talk about you know uh, diaphragmatic breathing, and he'll really discuss the anatomy of it, if you go to Westside and you watch what they do. They all do that stuff. It's just it's not what they're writing about. It's just not what right. they're necessarily creating content on. And the reality is this: like Eric uses conjugated periodization. A lot of times, like what we think is that the only people who use conjugate is Louis. Louis's conjugate method is not the only form of conjugated periodization, and that's a really important distinction to make. 
Louis' conjugate method is his version of conjugated periodization, but there's many different forms. And like, if you look at Eric Cressy, who does lateral hydens and sprints and jumps, that's his dynamic effort work. And then he goes into his max effort work, which might not be going for a one rep max, but three sets of five is max effort work, if you think about right. it. Right, yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, so how, how I'm, I'm curious is if, I don't know if you train more people um, similar to Gary or anybody that's in that setting. I mean, we see a lot of people that are either traveling a lot for work or a lot of my online clients travel a lot or they're just, their jobs are constantly sitting. What What is different about like when you train people like Gary, how do you go about that stuff? Do you still do a lot of strength work with those guys or is it more about movement and just getting them out of uh, painful positioning in their body and everything like that? It's a combination of everything. So, I mean, earlier today, Gary deadlifted 225. He repped it out like no problem. Nice. Um, and like, that's not world record powerlifter, but for a 41 year old dude who's just trying to be strong and athletic and, and feel good, like that's pretty damn good. Especially for a guy with uh, like an amazing, like, especially for a guy who's like insanely busy and can only train for like maybe 45 minutes to an hour at a time at most. And he's not getting tons of sleep. Like, to, to be able to deadlift 225 for reps is, is pretty damn good. And especially he's not been training for that long. Right. Um, but then we also focus, like, the first 30 minutes of our training sessions are just based on soft tissue quality and good movement patterns and, like, getting more mobility. So, like, like it always depends on the person. But, um, yeah, like, you, I basically always take the same principles and apply them in the way that works best for the individual. All right. Um, so let's, let's transition into, uh, kind of, you know, back to the whole, uh, West side. And I, I'm, I'm really interested in how you made the transition from West side to Cressy. And then, um, and, and now obviously you're training Gary Vaynerchuk because I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in the hustle. So would you mind elaborating on that a little bit and, and talk about that transitional period from kind of place to place for you? So the transition specifically from, from West side to Cressy, like how I did that. Right. Well, so, I mean, I, I was very young, man. Like, I was, I was in college. And, um, and basically, I went from West Side at, like, I think I was, I was like, 20 years old. Um, and then that was over the summer. And then that coming winter, I had, like, a seven- or eight-week winter break. And so I basically, I just wrote Eric an email. And he was aware of me because I had started writing content. And he would probably seen me, uh, my, my lifting. And I was like, hey, man, I have a almost a two month break from school for winter break. Can I come in and intern with you? And he was like, absolutely come on in. And my first day, my very first day, they were like understaffed cause they were in a transition period and it was their busiest day ever in their history with uh, the most, most professional baseball players coming in to date at that year. Um, and basically the major transition was at West Side, like the the goal was always max strength. Like we did other things, we did diaphragmatic breathing, we did mobility, like we did like athletic performance stuff. But like the end goal was always max strength. Whereas at Cressy, it was a lot more like um, athletic performance, which is a little bit different. Like, and then also uh, from a coaching perspective, a major focus on anatomy and physiology, um, a major focus on understanding the body. And I'll never forget this. One of my first days there. Um, Eric came up to me and he was like, Hey, go write all the muscles that attach to the scapula on the whiteboard. Um, and I'm like a 20 year old kid. And like, there are seven, <laughs> there are 17 of them. And I literally, I just looked in my laugh and, and he was like, no, I'm serious. Go do it. 
Um, and so one of the things that really stuck out to me for the rest of my life was after I could only name nine of them, um, he was like, how can you know what the body does if you don't know what the body is? And like, for me, that was a major turning point in my career as a coach. And I, and he was like, I need you to go back to school and enroll in extra gross anatomy courses because until you know and really understand what the body is, you can't understand truly how to program for it and understand what it can actually do. And that's what right. I did. I went back, I enrolled in several extra gross anatomy courses. It was one of the best things I ever did for my coaching knowledge. Um, and that was the major difference where Westside, it was for me mostly focused on programming specifically and focused on understanding the science of strength training. At Cressy, it was much more anatomy and physiology and understanding the human body. Wow. That's actually like really, really powerful lesson, man. That's cool. Yeah, seriously. So I'm curious uh, what your you, – you had a – I mean obviously you went to school for this stuff. You were training at a very young age. You were a, a pro- competitive powerlifter, wrestler, all this stuff. You interned at these really dope big spots. What was your game plan at the beginning? Did you have a game plan? I mean, right now, I follow a lot of your business stuff as well, and it's and you pretty much do online coaching aside from, from Gary, and it sounded like that was your plan from the get-go. So is that kind of how you've been doing it all these years, or did you have a different plan at the beginning, and it just kind of veered a different way once you met all these influential people? You know, it's funny. So when I, I, um, <laughs> I went to Westside, and... When I went to Westside, there like the, the the amount of bloggers and writers online was a very small fistful of people. It was like Eric Cressy, Mike Robertson, Joel Jamieson, um, like Dan John, Jim Wendler, a very small fistful of people who were just outrageous coaches and lifters, unbelievable. And and I loved that. And I wanted to be like one of them. I wanted to be an influencer. And my goal was to be an influencer, to help people, to teach them. That that was my goal. It wasn't like to make money or a business. It was literally, I want to be one of the people that can really provide a ton of value online. So when I went to Westside, I ended up starting my website. And only because my, my buddy, JC Dean, I don't know if you know him, he um, he had started his website, and he was like, "Listen, man, we need to get you one." So I got mine up, and just all I focused on was writing articles. That was it. I basically just like copied the the formula that I saw Eric Cressy doing and Mike Robertson, and Brett Contreras, and basically was like, "All right, all I'm going to do is basically take everything I learned from Louie and Eric Cressy and." and Martin Birkin and Lyle McDonald and Alan Aragon. And I'm just going to start writing about it and start writing about my experiences with clients and start writing about my experiences and what I'm learning, not understanding what was going to happen because I didn't know the, the influence of content marketing at the time. It wasn't a business decision. It was truly a professional, like I want to help people decision. And without really knowing what was going on or why, I started to get people reaching out to me saying like, hey, can you coach me? Hey, like, can you write me a program? And it sort of just steamrolled like out of nowhere. And once, once I saw the potential that from that, once I saw like the, the volume of people coming to me for coaching and people asking like to take, for me to take them on as an online client, that's when I really started to dig more into business and realize like, wow, not only is this like, a viable 
career, but it's like it can be an exceptionally lucrative career. Um, and more importantly, you can help hundreds of thousands more people when you have attention and reach online. So that's really when I started to dive into that world um, and understanding how to impact people and how to reach more people um, on the Internet. I think the common denominator with most successful people, especially in this industry, is just like what you were just talking about, is you talked a lot about um, you know, your experiences with those things, not just reading the information and then regurgitating it like you created it or like you're just some smart ass who, uh, who knows everything, right? Like you, it sounds like you put all these, these tools together, you used them, you saw what worked, what didn't work, and, and you wrote about that stuff. And then you had people starting to come and, uh, and, and, and look at you for, uh, look at you for coaching. Um, I mean, I think that's, I think that's awesome. I think that's a big takeaway for any fit pros who are, who are listening to this. Um, and, and I completely agree. Um, and now, I mean, obviously you're working with, with, uh, with Gary Vaynerchuk and he talks a lot about patience and, and he looks at the bigger picture, which for him is, is, is buying the jets, right? Um, with you being so young, how is that, how has that influenced your hustle? Oh man, it is, it's unbelievable, dude. It's unbelievable. And like, I'll tell you, like, I've learned a lot, not only about how to improve, but I also, I've really like, by watching Gary and, and watching sort of what's going on in the industry and watching, you know, what he talks about, I can, I'm starting to understand why I was able to do what I did without knowing what was going on. Um, and what's going on, if there's any fit pros listening, this is really important. Most people say now they want to become an online coach because it's like, they don't say this, but they want to do it because they think they can make a lot of money and they can work from wherever they want and it's going to be an easy thing and they can just get people and write programs and it's going to be like a, a wicked easy career and they can work right, work from the beach, right? <laughs> and like the issue, the issue is this. They're getting into it because they, they want something for themselves because yeah. they want to you know, work from the beach because they want to make a lot of money. And when you approach your business from the perspective of I want, I want, I want, that comes across in everything you do and, and it it right. doesn't, it doesn't bode well. No one's, people aren't going to, people are going to like, it's not going to pass the smell test. When you come at it from the perspective of, I selflessly want to help as many people as possible. I want to give this information away for free. Uh, and as Gary says all the time, without the expectation of anything in return, that's when you end up getting more. The more you give, the more you get. And that is truly the most important takeaway is if you want to get into online coaching, great, by all means, do it. But don't expect anything in return. You need to give and give and give and give, and not just for a week or a month or a year. Just like you tell your, your clients they have to be consistent with their training and nutrition for years, you have to be consistent with giving your content for years before you expect anything to happen. I think that's like gold because a lot of people, like you said, do want to jump into it. And, and it's the same thing with me. I was writing a free blog for five years before I even – decided that I would accept money for programming online, you know, and, and one thing I stole from you and talking about consistently putting out content and giving, giving, giving is I don't remember what you called it, but you did a full year of like strong statuses or something like that, right? Where you posted uh, some kind of fitness help on Facebook every single day. Well, I kind of took that from one of your emails that I read and I've been doing that. And that's one of the, that has literally gotten me a couple clients since just because I'm just giving, I don't even put any links for my coaching, right? It's simply a fit tip of the day. And I put a picture and I put a long status about how they can improve themselves. And I believe that was one of the first content, like structured things you did before all this, right? 
Yeah, and again, it wasn't it wasn't a business strategy. Uh, I, it was called. I had a daily strength lesson, and I did it for three years, five days a week, every literally Monday through Friday, even when I was traveling, and even when I like was like in Israel and, and abroad and whatever. Like every day, I would wake up, like, but before the sun was up, and I would post three articles for fitness articles for people to go read. I would post them on my Facebook, and then one strength lesson. And it could have been like a tip on how to improve your deadlift or how to, you know, make fat loss a little bit more comfortable and how to like maybe stay more full when you're dieting, whatever it was, literally five days a week, um, every, every, every day, five days a week for three years, I have like over like a thousand of them. Uh, and I literally have them all saved in a PDF on my computer still. And even though I haven't done them in a while, but just like you said, it, I didn't go in and say, Hey, here's this tip, by the way, like do coaching with me. It was just give, 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 give. And people, what happened was people eventually started knowing that when they came to my Facebook page every morning, they were going to get value from me. They were going to learn something they could get better that day. And they started to trust me just because I was giving and giving and giving. And that is the foundation of a great business. That is the foundation of, of someone that like a coach that someone's going to want to hire because they trust you. 100%, man. 100%. Couldn't agree more. I love it. I'm getting a lot of good stuff out of your silver bullets and all that stuff that you post out. So I appreciate the content you're putting out as well. Um, Thank I, you, man. I, absolutely, man. I know you're on a tight uh, schedule. So we want to get through one more question before we let you go. And it's a personality question. So here's the situation. You're on a plane and you're flying to Japan. So you got a ways to go. 10 plus hours. You have two seats next to you and they're both empty. You can pick anyone to be in those seats with you dead or alive but they cannot be friends or family Who are you oh man <laughs> they can't be friends or family. literally i was about to say my but i'm with my buddy mike vacanti right now i was gonna say one of them is gonna be mike vacanti because like i don't know if you guys know him he's uh, on the regimen.com he was yeah. gary's old coach but yeah, yeah, yeah um when we work together man like we work so hard it's stupid but so it, it can't it can't be a friend or family okay um all right so actually you know what number one uh if i w- if I wasn't in the fitness industry, I would have been a history teacher 100%. So I'm going to say Abraham Lincoln in one seat because I would just would love to talk to him. I think that would be wicked freaking cool. Okay. Um, and another one. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, man. That's really tough. Give me a second. I need to think about this. This is going to be good. I'm going to have Abraham. This is going to be a fun plane ride. Abraham Lincoln in one seat. <laughs> and then we're going to have... Um, Put him on the spot. <laughs> this is tough. Hold on. I'm gonna. I need to like think of an actually like a uh, like a legit like this is a good one to to put in my seat. Um. Oh man, you. Could, this is a great question, guys. Um, <laughs> We've never had somebody uh think so hard, man. I appreciate the concentration with this. This is good. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out like how it's a 10 hour, like, at least 10 hours left in this plane ride. Right. So, yeah. I mean, you got to make this really good. You got Abraham Lincoln. And then, um, you know, uh, let's, all right, you know what, I'm going to sort of cheat on this one, but I would probably go with like some type of, uh, some type of family member that I've never met from a long time ago. I'd probably go with like a descendant from a real, like, a great, 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 great grandfather that I like haven't met, and I would just love to like learn more about. Dude, that, that's dope. Yeah, that would be yeah. actually a really. I like really that dope answer. answer. 
Good shit, man. Hey, well, we appreciate you jumping on the podcast, man. We know you're in a run, so we're going to let you go. But thank you for your time so much. A lot of huge insights from uh, from you in this. So Big time. if you have anything uh, you can share as far as like your website, your social links, shout them out so that people can follow you and get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, my main website is SyattFitness.com, S-Y-A-T-T Fitness.com. Um, if you go to 101 metabolicworkouts.com that's where basically i give you 101 free metabolic workouts um and that's where like like my newest one so if you want to go there and grab that for free you're more than welcome to and otherwise if you have any questions or comments hit me up on social media facebook instagram just Sciat fitness always happy to interact and help any way i can and uh and thank you guys for having me this was a blast of course man appreciate it thank you if you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.